I'm Michelle Kelly, editor of Cottage Life Magazine. Welcome to another episode of the Cottage Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm excited to sit down for a chat with Juno award-winning singer-songwriter Serena Ryder. We'll talk all about her life at her cottage, her work as a musician, and her advocacy for mental health. Then, we'll listen to an essay from our archives, this one about the signature activity of cottage living, a refreshing dip on a hot summer's day, written by our former editor, Penny Caldwell. This is the Cottage Life Podcast, where every day is the weekend. Before we get to all that, though, first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, Cottage Coach Adam Holman here. Listen, we all have a favorite cottage moment. For me, it's waking up early to a misty lake launching the boat, and being the only one out there. Unfortunately, the mosquitoes like to keep me company while I'm catching dinner. So to stay focused on the fish, I use Off Deep Wood Sportsman Insect Repellent. It uses DEET for up to eight hours of non-greasy, stain-free protection against mosquitoes, ticks, black flies, and deer flies. Keep it in your tackle box and off your bait, and you'll have one less reason to sleep in and miss that sunrise on the lake. Serena Ryder has become a cult hero in the indie rock circuit, earning the respect of everyone from Melissa Etheridge to Bruce Springsteen. In recent years, the Juno Award-winning singer-songwriter has also received awards for her advocacy in mental health, the Margaret Trudeau Mental Health Advocacy Award in 2018, and Canada's Walk of Fame for her work in the music industry and mental wellness in 2021. Most recently, the Ontario native headlined this year's Tall Pines Music Festival in Gravenhurst, Ontario, in the heart of Muskoka Cottage Country. I am so excited that Serena will be joining me today now to talk about her music, the cottage, and mental health. Welcome to the podcast, Serena. Thank you, Michelle. I'm very, very excited to meet you over the podcast and to talk with you because you are one of those people who seems to be good at many things, music, of course, but also super inspirational in all of the work that you're doing um, for mental health awareness. And uh, so we'll, we'll cover all the bases there. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about, which is probably most germane to my audience here, is that you're a cottager. So you grew up in Millbrook, which is just outside of Peterborough, a little town outside of Peterborough, which is right in the heart of the Kawartha. So you know cottage country really well. So tell me a little bit about your cottage sort of background. Yeah. So my cottage background is actually fairly new. I um, had a cottage uh, maybe about 10 years ago um, or eight years ago. I split on a cottage with a really dear friend of mine. And we started going up there. I was always so intrigued with people who had grown up with cottages, you know, right. I was always, and I'd never been to one. And it was always this like fantasy mystery situation where it's like, what happens at the cottage? Like <laughs> going to the cottage or going to the cabin. I love it when people say cabin too. It's like, you know, but some people, it depends on what your cottage is like, like, I've always been a nature person. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I, growing up in Millbrook, there's a lot of really beautiful nature there. Mm -hmm. um, and I spent a lot of time walking around the trails in the woods and, you know, using my imagination and a lot of alone time in the woods too, which is, mm -hmm. which is really important because, um, you know, as I, as I'm 
learning more um, and realizing that I know less as what, which is what happens when we are alive longer in this world, I hope, Mm -hmm. um, is that, you know, nature is not really supposed to be a resource. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be, you know, a a mentor Mm, in this world. And I just, um, you know, settlers came and colonized was because they thought that indigenous people weren't Uh utilizing their resources enough. And that is also the reason why, you know, nature is struggling is because Uh we are seeing it as a resource. And so I'm kind of shifting my perspective now going like, oh, actually nature's a mentor and an alive being that can teach us stuff. And I feel like being able to be at a cottage and be in nature and, and be in those spaces, there's a lot of different reasons why we feel so calm and why we feel so connected because we're closer to nature. And that's always been the thing for me when I go, um, you know, up North to, you know, to the cottage is, um, just feeling a bit closer and, and, you know, I feel like we can learn a lot from nature. And so, yeah, just a lot of gratitude to be able to do that. And also like the amazing privilege that it is to be able to have, you know, a space and a cottage and a space to do that. And so that, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a privilege as people like Canadians and then certainly as like, not all Canadians have that access. And I think we could do better to bring it to more people because of the exactly for the reasons that you're talking about the, mm-hmm. what nature can teach us and what it can make us feel which is so great um yeah. i have a question about music specifically of course yeah. that's like your amazing talent so um i'm curious like when you get to the cottage given all of these things and how nurturing the environment can be there and quiet and your mind has space to feel and think do you find that you you are more inspired to write music at the cottage <laughs> it's this dirty secret <laughs> no it's um I find that it's a time that fills me up and so you know going to another analogy I feel like it's really important for like your proverbial fields to go fallow sometimes mm-hmm. in order for new growth to to come right and so as someone who has been doing this and touring for 22 years and, you know, creating and and making different things. It's like being able to go to the cottage for me is a time of um, allowing myself to be still, allowing myself to have space. Um, And it seems to, you know, it's the space that fills me up before I feel like I have something to give. I need to be able to receive. And I feel like uh, nature does that a lot for me, where it gives me that space to, you know, yeah, listen, regenerate, regenerate and listen and unwind. And I love that about being up at the cottage. It's funny when I, as a, someone who's a writer, I think about the idea of going to the cottage, like, oh, little cabin in the woods where I could write the great Canadian novel. And then right. I, I get to that great little cabin in the woods. And I want to sit on the end of the dock and like have a beer and not think about anything. So yes. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's so important. Like those times in our lives where we have the opportunity 
to do less and receive instead of output. Um, It's medicine and healing for not only you, but for everybody else in your life too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Exchange relationships for sure. You fill yourself up. um, And yeah, I'm really excited about, about those times for sure. I'm planning on spending like most of September, October, most years up north. The best um, part of the year too. Yeah, because I have a really exciting and busy full summer schedule. Yeah. Um, and to be able to go up there and just like fill back up, it's if yeah, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so just keeping on the topic of music, I have something going to run by you. So we have this contest going on right now for Cottage Life. All of our fans, um, we're, we're asking them what they think should be the, the song of summer. And mm-hmm. uh, then we're having a bracket and we're going to vote on them. And the results of which will, will probably be, will be live by the time this airs. But what was funny is that we asked them for nominations and it's shocking. And well, yes and no shocking. How many people... Are, are are not just saying the same songs, but the same kinds of songs. So for example, uh, Kim Mitchell, Patio Lanterns, like everyone feels like that should be the song. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I expected that because it's that classic rock. And it's, we've talked about this a lot. And as a musician, I'm super curious to hear your perspective on this. Like, why do you think that kind of music endures in cottage country? Or like has like a certain place in the Canadian imagination. Yeah, I think because it, in its simplicity, it says so much and it is so easy to relate to where it's naming something that we all can relate to as kids, like those patio lanterns lighting up the stars in the... Um, like as bright as the stars in the sky where it's like connecting, you know, um, something modern with nature. And I feel like that's a really big thing for, you know, people who, some people live at the cottage. It's not a cottage. It's, it's their home. They live in the woods. They let, you know, there's like year round places that are home. Sure. But a lot of people who say the cottage are people that have a place in the suburbs or the city or somewhere else, right? That they're going away to. And I feel like a song like Patio Lanterns really joins both, you know, the city and the cottage where it gives you that sense of like, this is where we come from. This is where we are, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's... um that's a really beautiful thing and calming. I love that song too. Oh no. I mean, it's a, it's very catchy. It's yeah. it's obviously a classic for a reason. I suppose you'd say I, it's funny too. When I hear songs like that or any classic rock song, really, I always think of like, I call it the mythic beer commercial cottage where it feels like there's this place that, you know, you go where times are always good and everyone's always laughing. And I find that music like that brings that out for me for some yeah. reason, like it, yeah. it calls on some strange memories and nostalgia. Nostalgia is a huge part of it. I think, huge. So. huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, all right. I also wanted to talk to you about, um, of course, your mental health advocacy work, which is, you know, so impressive and has been rewarded in several different ways. This morning, I was showing my kids a great video that you made on YouTube that you released as part of your new album. 
and uh, your album called The Art of Falling Apart. Um, it's all about what happens when you feel like you're falling apart. And I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about what led you to make that video, which we'll post in the show notes too, so everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. And a little bit about your own mental health journey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, for me, it's one of those things like mental wellness is one of the most profound, uh, difficult things to, to talk about and to go through um, when you're having struggles in that way, because it really is the epicenter of human sovereignty is your mind and your reality and feeling like you have, um, you can trust yourself or not trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And really to distill it down, and I say this often, but it's very true for me, is that mental wellness to me means trusting yourself. And there is there are so many avenues and so many distractions, especially in this day and age, um, that take our attention away from ourself, right? From how we're feeling, lots of comparisons, different things. And my journey, obviously, it's, uh, it's long and it's um, complex and it's not linear. And um, to distill it down as I, I kind of stopped trusting myself and realized and thought that other people knew better than I did about what I needed uh -huh. in this world. And I really pushed myself for a really, really long time um, to be the things that I thought others expected and needed of me. And so I lost my sense of self in a lot of ways and became very confused um, and struggled uh, with depression and anxiety and um, big ups and big downs. And I was touring all of the time and I was drinking a lot. I was doing drugs. I was anything to make me feel better to ignore the fact that I was, that I wasn't paying attention to myself and my feelings because feelings and emotions are my most wise guidance system that there is. And so when, when emotions came up that were uncomfortable, I thought that I needed to push them down and tell them to go away. And what I've learned is that you know, and from doing that so many times and pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down and just going, I need to, you know, speaking of going to the cottage and not like, and allowing yourself to, um, to relax and unwind and not create or put out into the world. I thought like many people in this day and age think is when you're not putting something out into the world and creating and making something happen, um, then you're not contributing to the world and you're not being the best human that you can be. Mm -hmm. And I became really exhausted and I had to cancel tours and interviews. I was having lots of anxiety. Um, I was going on and off of medication. I was trying to figure out who I was. I was ended up in the, um, uh, hospital with mental health issues. I was there for like a day of trying to figure out like, you know, how I could get myself back. And 
it was a, a long journey and it still is, you know, it's like, I think mental health and mental wellness are something that every single human being um, deals with. It's not just like, oh, my mental health is great. It's like, it's, it's a fluctuating um, process. And I learned that the less that I push down my feelings, when they come up, they're actually there as a reminder. Yeah, they and have a they, function. They have a function. Mm -hmm. And they're there to tell you. They, they know um, better than, you know, your, your mind um, in some respects. I mean, it depends on, you know, when you're talking about like complex trauma or different things like that. There's certain emotions that are connected to something that's not happening right now. So there's different things you have to distill out. You can't just be like, I feel this way and this is true. But you, if you feel that uncomfortable, there's something that you need to, um, you need to take that as a guide to, to slow down and, and to be able to see where you're at. So my whole record, The Art of Falling Apart, it's based on a keynote speech of my mental wellness journey. Um, and it kind of talks about me going on tour and ignoring the anxiety, ignoring the feelings, pushing it down with alcohol or um, relationships or getting busy. And then you can't cork a volcano. You mm -hmm. can't, you know, and it turns into a volcano eventually. It's really awesome that you have been so public in your own struggles because it helps everyone. It helps people understand, yeah. uh, but what they're going through is normal too. And that's so great. How, as you were talking about something there, have you ever, have you seen the show shrinking? You know, that like HBO show, it's about a, a group of therapists in Los Angeles, but the, yeah. uh, it's a great show. It's very funny, but oh, there's, cool. there's this one part where, um, Oh, sorry. is it, uh, uh, Jason, the, uh, what is his name? Uh, he was on How I Met Your Mother, and Harrison Ford is in it. He's like the big yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. It was and so it was so good. And I love the part where there's a there's a young girl, teenager, Siegel, Jason Siegel, Jason Siegel. Nice. Uh, she's grieving her mom, and her therapist says like, every day, take ten minutes and go into your room and put on a really sad song and just grieve like it's your job and, uh, and she does and and it's so it's actually quite powerful because in a sense we're so obsessed with scheduling everything and I know you talked earlier about like giving yourself space to just feel things which is why the cottage is so wonderful and uh, I feel like that's what that is in a sense it's like yeah. a start and seeing it as because we all kind of look at the long game and like where we yes. end up and it's so overwhelming because it's like where is that first little step Yes. And I'm so glad you brought this up. I do love that show. I was I watched the whole thing and I was like so sad when I when I know me too when ended. Episode. I know, I know. Anyway, we could go on and on about this, but I did want to say one thing about the video, which is something that I just it moved me so much and I wanted to say thank you, which is the the line you say, when the weight is too heavy, let it break your heart, which is exactly what you're talking about. Like yeah. feel the things and then make them let them make you better, you know? And I think that that ultimately is yeah, the the message. Um, I did want to say that uh, your most recent album, "The Art of Falling Apart," just won a Juno for Adult Contemporary Album of the Year. So well done, you! Thank Congratulations! You. Um, and please look for that um, because I'm sure there's all sorts of great stuff that will be helpful, just like this chat was today. Yay. So thanks so much, Serena, for coming on and sharing your 
your thoughts and uh, for all the work you do. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Serena's most recent album, The Art of Falling Apart, is available now. And we'll link to the video we talked about in our show notes. Now, another word from our sponsor. Hey, Cottage Coach Adam Holman here. I've spent a lot of time on the trail, and every backwoods trip is a chance to learn something new. And the most important lesson I've learned is that when you're in nature, you have to be ready for anything. And that's why you'll never see me in the woods without my off deep woods insect repellent. It's non-greasy, it doesn't stain, and it uses DEET for up to eight hours of protection against mosquitoes, ticks, black flies, and deer flies. Pack it for your next big adventure and you'll be ready to embrace the trail without any distractions. A cool dip in the lake on a hot summer day. Is there anything better? When we asked a few of our favorite writers to reflect on the things that make the cottage so special as part of our Canada 150 issue in 2017, former CL editor-in-chief Penny Caldwell picked The Swim, writing an essay that's as meditative as the experience itself. On the ever-present lure of the lake is read here by Carol Schulte. In the middle of the class, you feel like you're going to die, or at the least, throw up. There's a reason they call it hot yoga. It's hot. So hot. Shiny bodies drip sweat. Deep ujjayi breath in and out fills the room like an ocean roar or a respirator. Your head is about to explode. My friend Monica says the only thing hotter than hot yoga is having a hot flash during hot yoga. It doesn't surprise me one bit that the other name for Shavasana, the meditation at the end, thank God, of the yoga class, is corpse pose. We lie on our mats, hands at our sides, eyes closed. More surprising is that in corpse pose, I think of the cottage. Early on in my yoga practice, an instructor suggested that during Shavasana, we think of a cool blue light entering our bodies through our feet. At the time, this doesn't sound weird. Blue is the color of healing, but all I can think of is the blue glow of a science lab or blue light scattering through the atmosphere, leaving behind a spectacular explosion of yellow-orange in the western sky, the sun a bright ball fizzing into the Georgian Bay horizon. In Shavasana, the mind wanders, seeking peace, seeking relaxation, seeking relief from the heat. Likewise, we go to the cottage to escape the crushing heat of the city. But I've also been too hot at the cottage, hauling out the heavy oak logs of a tree we felled in the mosquito-laden bush in August, or stretched out in a chair on the brilliantly sunny back deck. You can hear the quiet. Or, at least, it's quiet enough that you can hear a sound long since forgotten in the city, as the trees become animated like toys in the nursery after the kids are asleep, leaves chattering in the breeze. When you're in corpse pose, even whispering leaves are too loud. It's hot. Your head is going to explode. And in your imagination, 
you drop the heavy, scratchy logs and wander down the path to the water. You plunge into the dark, deep depths. Every cottager knows the feeling of cold water on hot skin, the blessed coolness as you descend, the sense of release. Up above are brightness and the laughter of other swimmers, the sounds of a chainsaw or an outboard in the distance. Down here, you hold your breath and hear nothing except for the pulsing in your own ears. Down here, you feel your hot body cooling down. You open your eyes and float in a peaceful cocoon of green water pierced by shafts of sunlight. Bring your attention back to the room, the instructor says. Say what? You linger for a few seconds before kicking for the surface. When you are ready, roll onto your side and sit up. Namaste. That's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. If you're enjoying this podcast and you don't know about our magazine, let me take a moment to tell you why you should subscribe to Cottage Life. First of all, the magazine offers you more of the same great content you heard today, including all of the things you don't know you don't know about life at the lake. And by supporting the magazine, you're enabling us to make this podcast. Podcast listeners get a special deal. Sign up today using the code cottagelife.com slash podoffer, and you'll get six issues plus a free copy of the Cottage Logbook, a dedicated place to record all of the moments that make cottage living special. All this for just $24.95. Here's the code again, cottagelife.com slash podoffer. While I've got you signing up for things, please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast. That way, each new episode will automatically download to your app and will be ready for you to enjoy. We'll have new episodes every Thursday throughout the summer. And if you're loving it, please leave us a review. It helps more people find us. Our sound design is by Amanda Fusco. This podcast is produced by Catherine Jun and me, Michelle Kelly. I'll see you on the dock.